We're back. Happy New Year. <clears throat> Happy New Year. This is our second episode. Number two. Number two. Uh, we had um, quite a number of people follow us on Instagram. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We had a couple of people let us know <coughs> what they were excited for us to talk about in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, one that really stood out to me was... I would really like to know what to ask a therapist when I start going to a therapist. That is such a good question. It was somebody that had never gone, I guess, and they Mm -hmm. started, um, they even thanked us. They they were like, I just started therapy. Thank you. Um, So I don't know if that was us or, but you know, um, (laughs) I'll take the credit. Sure. sure. Um, But uh, they had, um, yeah, they had the question like, I don't know how this whole therapy thing works. I'd really like to know what to ask my therapist um, in the beginning of counseling. Like, how does this work? And what what to expect, basically. Yeah. Do you have a way when you meet for the client for the first time? Do you do any kind of introduction or? I mean, I go over my professional disclosure statement. What what do you mean by professional disclosure statement? So um, for those of you who are not familiar with that, we call it a PDS. Um, It is a basically like a, a statement of my background, my mm-hmm. theoretical orientation, um, like how I sit in therapy as a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go over expectations like payment and um, like no shows and cancels and like mm-hmm. grievances. And um, but yeah, like it's a it's basically like, here's how I do therapy as a therapist. Right, right. So for me, moving into private practice, one thing that's really important for me is I do a virtual zoom introduction mm-hmm. it's about five, i say 15 minutes but let's be real it's usually about 30 minutes mm-hmm. because once you get going it's hard to stop um i find and it's proven actually that the number one indicator of success in therapy is the connection right between the yeah. between the therapist the and the person it's all about the relationship so i figure <clears throat> if i have a few minutes virtually to sit with somebody we're gonna know with our gut pretty quickly if we're gonna vibe together or not mm-hmm. Number one, I always love to give permission that if I'm not a good fit for them, that's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. I'll help mm-hmm. them find somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really important that when you meet with a new therapist to ask, like, how directive is this person or non-directive? Because um, some therapists will talk a lot and some therapists will sit and nod and smile the entire time. Yeah. I think it's really interesting that you bring that up because there have been like so I have had so many clients come in and granted it's usually the parents right and they come in and they're like ugh let me tell you this horror story of this therapist we just left from or like this mm-hmm. therapist this awful therapist that we saw and they they go into the story about how the therapist was this or that and I'm like sitting there thinking yeah I would be totally turned off about therapy if that was my experience with Mm -hmm. therapy um and granted we only know one side you know so who knows about what kind of style or whatever that therapist was you know using within their their therapy room but like i mean so that just brings up what we planned to talk about today which was mental health stigma yeah well i think it's important too something i always like to remind myself and other people's there are so many different styles of therapy. Mm-hmm. And so when you're meeting with a new therapist for the first time, it's important for yourself to know, do you want someone you can vent to? Or do you want someone who's going to collaborate and bring up ideas with you? Mm-hmm. Ask that. 
-hmm. How interactive are you going to be in therapy? What's their, like you said, the the PDS you were talking about, it's all about their impressions Mm -hmm. and their beliefs about therapy. Yeah, for sure. I think what happens typically when people go into therapy for the first time is they have this idea that Hollywood has put out there. Oh, I love so, me a good Hollywood therapist. Right? <laughs> um, and so everybody's like, oh, so should I lay, lay down on the couch? Do I just tell you my like deep, dark secrets slash everything that happened in my childhood and you write it down and you don't say anything and then I leave and then come back <laughs> the next week? Like that's the typical like Freudian, uh-huh. this is how we, we work as therapists okay name that movie i can't remember it joseph gordon what about bob oh (laughs) i love that movie (laughs) okay joseph gordon love it so cute i love that guy what about bob right stop it joseph gordon love it it's there he has cancer and he has a therapist and they freaking fall in love oh my god no way Okay. That is so against the rules. Okay, okay. <laughs> I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt with I my entire so heart. So I mean, adorable. if he was my client. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember watching that and thinking, this is such a cute, aggravating movie. Are you a therapist already? Yes. Oh, do you judge every therapist you say see on movies and yes! shows? I 100% <laughs> do that. I mean, it's so good. It's so good that mental health is being discussed more and it's awesome that's out there and Mm -hmm. it's normalized that Mm -hmm. people have these big feelings Mm -hmm. and experience things which is good and bad because i feel like sometimes people are like um oh to be in therapy is such a like fad or like Mm -hmm. to have anxiety Mm -hmm. is such a fad what do you mean by that like like um like you have to have anxiety to be to look like I just feel like so many people in like LA, Hollywood, and I'm sorry if you're from LA or Hollywood or whatever. I'm from there, so I feel like I can say this a little bit <laughs> easy with ease, but I just feel like there's so many people out there that are like, oh, I have anxiety. I have to talk to my therapist or I have anxiety. I have to take my medication. And it's like, it's become fad-like. Mm. Like it's become this, like, if you don't have mental health issues, then you're not good enough or mm. whatever, which is interesting because that's yeah. totally opposite of what we planned on talking about tonight, I think. <laughs> but it just kind of came up in my brain when you were talking about that. Yeah. Well, when you see the fad thing, so I, you know, for the past eight years worked in high school mm-hmm. and very developmentally normal teenagers are really looking for who they are and their identity. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to blame COVID because I don't think this was all COVID, but I think COVID brought to light for a lot of teenagers, um, a desire to belong yeah, and to be a part of a community mm-hmm. and looking for acceptance. And you know, there's nothing more accepting than figuring out what your diagnosis is by oh, doing sure. scrolling on TikTok and for sure. figuring it out and then being like, I have this. Okay. But like, to be fair, when we were in grad school, we did that in our dsm class okay well you didn't have to like necessarily say that out loud okay i'm sorry but like every day was a different diagnosis <laughs> and we were like oh my god that's me oh my god that's me oh my god that's, that's... me well i'm obviously i have every diagnosis that there could possibly be in the... depends on the day right <laughs> depends yeah, on the day sure. depends on my mood mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. and that also is it's so not healthy it's so like put us in a box and then there's no way out <sighs> you saying that brings up so many like clients that come in that are like 
I'm depressed. I'm, um, I don't even know. I'm schizophrenic. I'm di- I'm ADHD. And I'm like, so what you're saying to me is that you wholeheartedly identify with this title. And that makes me kind of sad because I feel like if they came in in a different way, like if they came in and they were like, I'm feeling ABC symptoms, mm-hmm. how can I help myself to feel better or at least be more successful um, in life at life with whatever my goals are, mm-hmm. right? Um, but they come in and they're like, well, no, this is who I am. It can't change. And yeah. that's depressing to me. Yeah. Like, that's so sad to hear that because, and it's like way more difficult as a therapist to work with those clients just in general. And I hate saying this because I feel like if you're one of those people, like <laughs> we still want to work with you, but um, it just makes me sad because I feel like there, it, it's not like a positive, like I am beautiful or I am um a good writer or whatever it's i am fill in the diagnosis right how do you address that like what what do you even do in that situation as a therapist it's interesting because i'm very so the way that i view diagnosing is it sucks it's it's stupid i hate it very yes it's very (laughs) what i call medical model like you go into the doctor and you're like oh my foot hurts and they go let's take an x-ray on it and then all of a sudden they're like oh you have a broken foot this is the answer Mm -hmm. and so they tell you what your diagnosis is right like it's factual it's there it's right in front of us we know it here's some medication and it should fix it right Mm -hmm. or well a cast or whatever and then in therapy we have to live by the medical model but Mm -hmm. yet it's not an easy fix you can't x-ray something you can't give a medication to it and fix it and make it all better believe it or not because i know there are people out there like oh i have depression and then they take zoloft or whatever not zoloft but like i don't even know anyway an antidepressant and they is zoloft an antidepressant yeah, mm-hmm. okay cool so i was right <laughs> <laughs> i am not a like pharmacologist here or whatever um anyway so and then they're like, oh, I'm going to be so much better. But like in reality, you're going to be so much better if you were to include therapy in that and like learn coping skills because you shouldn't have to rely on medication. I'm going on a tangent. Anyway, the way that I view diagnosis is um, I have to do it for insurance. Yeah, me too. So a lot of people come in, they're like, oh, I, I am this. And I say, you know, I challenge them like, well, I don't see that. You didn't walk in my room and I saw this human being walk in my room who's, who is the definition of depression or like major depressive disorder. Like I saw this person walk in who to me looks very sad, but had the like, excuse me, <coughs> had the strength to get up in the morning and come to therapy yeah. and come and meet a new therapist and talk about things that are, that are like intimate to them with somebody they don't even know yeah. like that's strength man it's hard and it's hard, hard. <clears throat> like that's how i do it in session yeah and if they're like oh can you tell me what the diagnosis is i typically start with why is that important to you and how would that change your treatment goals the, the question of why is that important to you mm-hmm. is so huge for me mm-hmm. because that in itself can really help us better understand mm-hmm. why is having this title this label really important. Mm -hmm. And if you have these feelings, 
then let's talk about mm -hmm. how it impacts your daily day life. <clears throat> For sure. Because we all have days where we feel sad. We mm -hmm. all have days where we feel anxious. Mm -hmm. We all have days where we're really not focused. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's part of life. Those are normal, natural occurrences and feelings. Yeah, not something that might be diagnosable. No. <gasps> Say more, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that a lot of people throw stuff like that around. Like, ugh, I'm so ADHD or like, ugh, I'm so whatever, depressed. Wait, oh, I have PTSD. Oh, that's my favorite. I just have, I'm so, I have so much trauma about Starbucks being closed on a Sunday or whatever. Like, um, stop throwing that around. It's not, you don't, I mean, like there, there's a, there's diagnostic criteria that we have to, as clinicians follow in order to diagnose somebody with, some, with a diagnosis. Um, that's all I was saying. Yeah. It was just like, oh my gosh, it gets thrown around so much, but yeah. <clears throat> Anywho, that's not to say that you shouldn't seek mental health treatment. Um, like, I feel like, yes, we, if insurance is, is involved, we have to diagnose in order to um, bill. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes there's people who are like, don't give me a diagnosis. I don't want this to follow me, yeah. which I've always been really interested in. Like, how does it follow them? From, and what happens? Yeah, I don't, you know, from my understanding, if it's on like your medical records, and I do not know this for a fact, please reach out if you know this for a thousand percent factual. But a lot of people, I say a lot, I'm probably thinking about 10 people in my entire career would be doing this, have said like, my kid wants to go in the military. Mm -hmm. and the military requires all medical files. Right. And if it's in, if we have an official diagnosis, because we're billing insurance, mm -hmm. that means that's part of their medical files that can be used. And I don't know if that's factual, if that would stop people from going to the military. Do you? So I do know specifically that if they find out that a child or um, <clears throat> like a, a 17, 18 year old or whatever is applying mm -hmm. for the military with a previous diagnosis of conduct disorder, they will not take conduct disorder. conduct disorder. What about like anxiety and depression? No, they're totally cool with that. Like who yeah. doesn't, I mean, we were just talking about yeah. who doesn't experience something <laughs> like but if they've been experienced or if they've been diagnosed that. Yeah. I think the other thing is PTSD too. Cause they, I think while like 90% of the military has PTSD, um, they want to make sure that their, um, their focus is like, ca like, can they get through this? Can they, you know, is yeah. it going to be, are they limited to what they can do? <clears throat> but yeah, if they've been diagnosed with, sorry, if they've been diagnosed with conduct disorder, they will. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I don't know. I think kind of going back to like, there's so much more conversations mm -hmm. around mental health. <clears throat> yeah. Awesome. There's so much more conversation about it happening in the world. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to have that be a part of your life, but not your full life. Um, yeah, I think I just get, I get concerned for people's um, sense of identity when it becomes the only thing they talk about or, yeah. or, or, or are. You started talking and I started thinking gender differences. Mm -hmm. Like for women, I think women are just like that we're talkers. We want to talk. And so for us going to a therapist, I think Gen generally speaking, um, women have been known to, I don't know, I think it's easier for women to go to therapy. Like cis women. 
yes, cis women, mm-hmm. thank you, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> than cis men. Mm-hmm. Um, and what is the, like, what does society say about cis men going to therapy? Mm-hmm. And then I start thinking about culture too. Like mm-hmm. culture huge. plays a huge role in that. Mm-hmm. Um, our best friend is in Japan and they don't even have, Hey, Hey friend. Hey, Hey Jess. Um, <laughs> they don't even have licensed clinicians out there. Cause it's not a thing. Mm-mm. Just nuts to me, but also I'm not Japanese. Like yeah. I don't know what that culture, you know, how, how they present um, when it comes to other than like what's, what's been told to me. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> So I'm curious with people coming in, you've mentioned a few things where they're like, I'm so this, or I'm so that. Is there one, one diagnosis or one thing that people um, maybe overstate that just gets your eye twitching? No. No, oh my no, gosh. No, but but I would say, um, you know, because I'm in the realm of like uh, children um, that parents want to know if their child um, would be diagnosed with autism. Mm -hmm. Um, And in that circumstance, I'm all for diagnosing because I think it's really important that not only the children who um, present with those symptoms have a name to what's going on for them and they Mm -hmm. can identify that in and of itself, identifying as autistic is different, I think, in my brain than identifying as depressed. I'm, I'm, you I can't know. see me. I'm like looking off into the. You're thinking. I'm thinking. Yeah. Like what? what <clears throat> I'm curious about that differences. So, so depression, I feel, is a state of mind, a state of being. Yes, you can experience it over and over again throughout your, your lifetime. Um, autism, I feel like, is, is it, it's like a definition for who somebody is. It's the way their brain works. It's how we can understand them a little bit better. And the way that we work with, you know, um, autistic people. And that's another thing, like it's changed from saying, oh, you have autism to mm-hmm. now you are autistic mm-hmm. because that's how autistic people prefer. And I, of course that's generalizing. I don't know every single autistic person or what right. they prefer, but <clears throat> excuse me. Thank you. Uh, Winter time and cough. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, <clears throat> but I would say that like, <clears throat> Parents typically want to know if their child could um, benefit from, and I know this sounds kind of wonky, but benefit from having the diagnosis of autism in the realm of like school and the support that they get and the doors that it opens in order for them to be more successful Mm -hmm. because they Mm -hmm. won't do that. They being like schools, et cetera, um, unless they have a formal diagnosis. Um, But nothing that like really irks me. Mm What irks me is just them saying, like, I am blank. And I'm just like, oh, no, right. you're an awesome human being. That's what I see. Like, mm-hmm. what about you? <laughs> My friend, Jamie. Yes, ma'am. <clears throat> just because somebody doesn't agree with you, or maybe they were rude to you, doesn't mean they're narcissistic. Oh my God, that's my, <laughs> yes, way. I told, yes. Sorry, friends, <clears throat> everyone out there narcissism right now i laugh because when i hear someone say my ex is such a narcissist i'm like you really have strong feelings about the way they treated you like i have such a good response (laughs) 
but like I'm not la- I'm not laughing at anybody. I laugh at how quickly that turned from like this person's being an asshole to sure. this person is full of narcissistic because true narcissism is terrifying. It's awful. It's, yeah. It's it's one of the most gut turning scariest feelings mm-hmm. you'll be uh, on the other end of it oh, oh and, yeah and it is it truly can cause a really what we call traumatic responses mm-hmm. to normal day-to-day things mm-hmm. because of the way they were meant to feel the way they were trained to feel the way that they were mm-hmm. you know it's so manipulative it's so terrifying it is so awful yeah so, you walk on eggshells yeah you oh, walk mm-hmm. on eggshells so if you have someone who's mean to you they might just be a jerk yeah yeah not narcissistic not narcissistic or like even just like somebody who's selfish doesn't mean that they're narcissistic some people are just selfish that that brings up a good point i wasn't even thinking about those diagnoses like bipolar oh my god i'm so bipolar oh my god that kid is so bipolar it's like "Mm, well first of all teens are all bipolar (laughs) their hormones are so out of whack and they are up and down and everywhere all the time all the time but like yeah, that one bugs me actually. Now that we think about that, yeah, yeah, bipolar. You know, total honesty. I was an adult before I got diagnosed with ADHD, mm-hmm. and I always kind of like pushed against it. I never really wanted. I, I too, never wanted to be diagnosed with anything. I'm like, <clears throat> no, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I can live my life and be normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and I were on a road trip with two other girls to visit our girlfriend in Spokane. All therapists. All therapists, of course, because naturally. And I was in the back seat and I was literally just sitting there and you're like, hello. Oh my God, you do this all <laughs> the time. Oh my gosh. I even remember having a conversation. Yeah, I was talking to you and you were not listening. You were like not there. But I was like looking at you and then I was like, oh wait, oh wait, 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 wait. Can you like say everything you just said again? And we were like, no, Miranda, because we've been talking to you for 30 minutes. <laughs> and I literally was like, is this why I drive my husband crazy sometimes? So, so then I literally, it, it's so funny because that was the moment I'm like, well, I should think about this. And then people very lovingly kept pointing out things that I do. And I'm like, I do? I do? Oh, really? And then I went and I got tested. They're like, yeah, you're inattentive, which means that sometimes my brain is in the clouds. Yeah, and your focus isn't there. My focus isn't there. I'm not... <clears throat> necessarily like bouncing off the walls all the time but i got medication i started doing different tactics for myself to do something different and like sure i can joke now be like oh my adhd is off it's a rocker because i'm not mm. i didn't take my pill this morning or whatever but like i don't know i don't know why i share that story i think it's just because we all have moments of inattention we all have moments of like where we feel away but mm. once it starts impacting like Mm-hmm. your life once people you love start pointing it out hopefully in a loving way and you notice you're not able to just do the things that you normally or mm-hmm. used to be able to do it's okay to ask about it yeah <clears throat> yeah i think that's the the a good point just in general for mental health stigma like we don't want to be diagnosed we don't want to be looked at as other mm-hmm. and i mean it i feel like the people who have not been diagnosed is the other at this point because there have been so many people who have been diagnosed, which is great because it's like now you know 
what's going on. Like yeah. now you know, and you can learn new skills. I think when people come in and they're like, I am depressed, um, you know, I do the challenging, but then I also say like, so would that change if you came up with some coping skills and calming skills and you learned how to manage that? Like, if that's the case, then let's work on that. Let's mm -hmm. not work on the fact that you are whatever, yeah. like, let's just work on the symptoms and, and reach a place where you feel better in general. Yeah. You know, the one question I ask, cause I always listen to people mention words like anxiety, depressed, trauma, inattention. I like, I really like, and I truly believe this, anxiety can look like a thousand different things to so somebody many, yeah so i always like to say <clears throat> what does it look like in your life mm, that's not a good question not what you've looked up not what you've seen but if you were to sit here today today in your experience when you're like i felt anxious what was happening mm -hmm. physically to your body emotionally in your heart mentally in your head mm -hmm. what does it look like mm -hmm. Which is funny because there's only one definition in the DSM for anxiety. So stupid. Um, I've had a lot of families that are like, wait, anxiety can show up as stomach aches and headaches? And I'm like, 100%. Yes, it can. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're stuffing it down and you're not talking about it. Like you're not like getting it off your chest. Yeah. I'm curious, Jamie, because you work with so many kids. How often have you seen, and that's such a leading question, totally recognize that. I'm curious about kids with tummy aches mm -hmm. before school oh my god all the time okay yeah all the time i was just mm -hmm. talking about a girlfriend or with a girlfriend today about her kiddo um like especially oh i will say though COVID did a number Ugh, on mental health in general yeah and um what we saw in child therapy at least for me and my supervisees um was that kids started like being so fearful of germs mm -hmm. that they turned into this like these like ocd you know washing my hands a million times so anyways i was talking to a girlfriend about it her daughter and her daughter was um uh it, she's experiencing some um like serious anxiety when somebody at school says i'm sick or like oh yeah and so like she doesn't want to go to school if that's the case and it's oh. just so sick. yeah so um Yes, it happens a lot, and you just kind of, yeah, figure out what the anxiety is coming from. I always ask parents, like, do you know of any bullying at school? Like, what's going mm -hmm. on at school? Is she, she or he or they, like, not performing well in a class? Right. Or is there a teacher they don't like? Or, I mean, the list goes on. Yeah. But I always ask what's changed um, first, and mm -hmm. then we go into, like, anxiety coping skills and stuff like that. But... Yeah. yeah, it's just nuts. But I mean, I I would say with where we are in the world right now, social media is such a huge influence. Huge. Yeah. And you can find both. You can find, ugh, this is mental health is like our mental health is awful. Da, 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 or my therapist was awful. There's so many therapist Instagram pages that I follow. Yeah. Um, I'm cool and I follow them on TikTok. Yeah, I don't I'm do a, the TikTok. Okay, I'm a cool the person. I'm young. Listen, I'm technically wait, younger than you. So. I wait by six days. <laughs> I wait until the Tiki Talkies are on the reels on the Instagrammers, and I watch them then. Okay, boomer. I know, right? <laughs> I'm totally teasing. Um, are you? <laughs> um, you're being a meanie. 
I'm sorry for hurting your feelings. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, no, like, I don't even know where I was going with that. So never mind. Oh, uh, therapists on Instagram, therapists on TikTok. There's a bunch of good ones. Those are great. Some of them are funny. Some of them are good. Mm-hmm. I will say if you're following somebody who's like, hey, I've never had any formal training, but let me tell you what your symptoms are and how you're diagnosed. They might not be so reliable. Just- I mean, yes. And I also feel like some of the therapists that are out there talking about like ways to perfect things, like, I don't know that I agree with all of them That's either. Fair. I mean, like that fair. back back to, you know, talking about how therapists all do it differently. Yeah. You know? And Full circle. Yeah. It's the best. Full circle is actually a meal plan, grocery. Anyway. Really? I think so. Isn't that what it's called? Anyway, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, we literally could talk about mental health stigma for hours. I don't think that we fully gra- like we didn't really I don't know. You know what we did? We had a we had a really Jamie and Miranda conversation. And that's what this is, isn't it? Just a, it's the Jamie and Miranda show. Dun, dun. <laughs> we should start singing. No, we shouldn't. That's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you, that's, yeah. Um, we appreciate you coming for um, episode two. We, uh, we think you're great. Have a great night. Have a great day. We should have like a motto at the end. Like, like I don't know. <laughs> okay. We're holding a contest. If you can think of the best motto. Oh my God. Yes. Send us a message. And then we'll do it at the end. Like, you know how the murderinos. Do you, do you ever watch or listen to, um, oh my God, I can't even think of the podcast anyways. They my favorite murder. Sexy. Yes. Sexy. Okay. Murderinos. Whatever they say at the end. <laughs> anyway, obviously I haven't listened to it in a long time, but we love you. We hope that you have a great um, day whatever it is that you're experiencing right now and also we'll see you in two weeks with a guest on our show so exciting bye